And welcome back to Community Conversations. I'm your host, Josh Hardy. I'm the executive director of Concord TV. And on this program, we like to bring in individuals and organizations who are making Concord a better place. And there's so many different sectors of Concord, whether it's housing, whether it's the homelessness crisis, there's so many different sectors that combined through the nonprofit sector, local government, and other organizations, it kind of helps keep everything running. And I think that's a great way to segue into our, com our community conversations with the Community Action Program of Belknap Merrimack Counties. And specifically, we have guests here who are gonna be talking about the Head Start and Early Head Start programs, which are programs within CAP BMC. So with that, I'm glad to welcome Chris Parker, who's a preschool teacher, and Mumtaz Gazelle. You are a parent and I'd say a community partner who's been involved with Head Start for quite a while. So thank you both of you for coming under the bright lights here of the Concord TV studio. And it's so good to have you guys here working with Concord TV to help spread the word. It's good to be here. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much for being here. So let's start off with, so I, as I understand that Head Start is a program underneath CAP BMC. But what is Head Start and Early Head Start? Um, and what's the purpose that it provides to the community? Um, it's a federally funded program that is mm -hmm. um, that provides services for families that mm -hmm. are living around the poverty guidelines. Mm -hmm. um, we do schooling, they do, we do health and mental health and uh, help them access resources within the community. Awesome. So it, it's federal funding that goes to the the organization that then provides the service yes. in this case, yeah. right? So that's and that happens right here in the Concord area, right? Yes. Yeah. Not just Concord specifically, but we'll, well get no, it's that. a nationwide program. Yeah. Yeah. Head Start's nationwide. Yeah. And what's the difference between Head Start and Early Head Start? I have a guess, but just for our audience. So Head Early Head Start is six weeks to three years, and then when they hit three, they go to preschool, which is yeah. three to five years. Okay, so tell us a little bit more so holistically about childhood development. That's an important resource that's being provided to families in the area. Why is that so important for just part of people, of kids growing up and becoming adults eventually? Why is it so important at that age group? Well, the first five years of development in mm -hmm. a child's life is the most important. Yeah. And so to have that resource to help them gain you know their education and to help with our program to help with their health and mm -hmm. you know we connect them with so many different resources and yeah, yeah. just gives them that little bit of a head start when they do start the public schools so the name head start makes sense in that it case, does. then, doesn't <laughs> it so who you had mentioned um briefly about financials but to go into that more who financially qualifies for this program and then remind us again about the age group you may have mentioned that as well so um it's it's based around families that are um, that live at the poverty level mm -hmm. and so it's it's income based and um, so families can apply for the Head Start it doesn't cost them any money to okay. be in part of the, the Head Start program. Um, the base, that bottom line is uh, Head Start have a very motivated motive to give the family with the mm -hmm. under the poverty line yep. and the new starter especially Example, me, I'm a refugee. I came as a refugee with the children. So there are a lot of factors contributed behind this school and really the motto and the pro function of the program is really, you know, amazing to me. 
and I a lot of I have benefit from them and as I I teach there for three years mm -hmm. and so I learned a lot the child development is very important like early childhood and this we talk about the the first part of the age six weeks to three years old mostly children in United States when I what I see is parents are very busy yeah oh yeah very busy first of all so in order for those parents to go to the job the kids need to be with somebody and childcare can be very expensive and also yeah. wait list hard to get your kid in which is an ongoing issue but so that's so important so that the parents can be in the workforce so that they can support their family right? yes so we need to, we need we want our children to be with someone who already trained and safe and secure in every corner like education safety nutrition and everything taken care of yeah so that is the best place to put on because on my early days i use my neighbors to taking care of the child right they yeah. kids eat my children food <laughs> so my yeah. kids go starving the whole day until i come oh. back from the job yeah so once i get enrolled in this uh ali has start program mm -hmm. i'm really I learned a lot and finally it's really motivate me to get involved as a teacher and yep. contribute myself there and those three or oh, six weeks to three years is a very very you know yep. how to say that very sensitive age and it, I, I use as a plain paper mm -hmm. where you can put anything and this white paper when you use the marker you have to use very intelligently and we our children life is like a this plain paper yeah so doesn't matter intellectually, cognitively, social, emotional, developmental, everything they get in what called the enriched by the head start program. Yeah. So that age group it's so important to to get off uh, on the right to a head start again to yeah. it's a good program name. And your story is pretty incredible. So how did you first hear about Head Start? What, was there another community resource that pointed you in the right direction? Because I'm always interested with work community groups about how are you connecting and reaching out to the people who are most at need? So it's always interesting to me to ask that question, like how were you connected to that resource? I would love to explain, but I don't want to take away the time. <laughs> okay, so every refugee come through the resettlement agency yeah. and somebody from the, that agency was assigned to help this mm -hmm. family like school age kids and the parents to get yeah. job everything they're trying to taking care of so through that i went to the health and human service office social security office, all kind of procedure i follow and then yeah. i was struggling with my little one daycare yeah so yeah. i talk to the health and human service office and they give me that phone number and the address and that is a very interesting story I went yep. to I, I took the bus I never I don't know how to drive and I don't have the car I took the bus right as people say and I lost where is the <laughs> that building is mm -hmm. to get inside there and get a physical application for my little one so finally, after here and there, bumping here and there, finally I got the application letter and there I started. That's amazing, that's amazing. So um, we're, we are gonna put information up for everyone about the website and how to reach out to learn more about Head Start. Um, I will say the website is catbm.org slash headstart. So we are gonna put that up for everyone just so you know, um, because it is sometimes 
discovering community resources that they're just discovering and finding out these resources. So I'm hoping with our program today that people will know about this and, and maybe be able to jumpstart to getting more involved. So I wanted to come back to Chris for a second to ask, um, you both had mentioned um, health and nutrition support services. For someone like me not involved, what does that mean? What are, what are some of the literal things that are included as those support systems? Well, at the center, we have um, a dentist that come in and do dental checkups. We mm -hmm. do lead screenings there. They do sight, uh, vision and hearing testing. Yeah. Um, and then our family service workers or home visitors work with the families to get them a doctor if they need it or okay. a dentist or if they need mental health services. We have mental, at in Concord site, we have a mental health professional that works with us that comes into the site. Or we work on helping them get um, help out in the community if they need that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's so many services. I'm amazed yeah. just hearing that all listed out. Mm -hmm. Um, that's an incredible amount of resources and it yes. must take a lot of coordinating to bring those different professional resources into the school. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We work a lot with the community to help support them and get them the needs that they, yeah. you know, to help them. So how's the school year been going so far? Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Just good. Any, has it been, you know, there's still the ongoing COVID pandemic, but with everything back in person, have, have the kids... Has there been a difference just in the way that kids have been dealing with like the social emotional learning? Has yeah, there been I mean, changes? we definitely have started seeing what they call the COVID babies come in. Yeah. Um, so the Concord site's a little bit different. Um, mm -hmm. We have our early Head Start, which is the, the six mm -hmm. weeks to three years. And that's a full day program. And then for Head Start, we have two Head Start slash childcare programs. So those children are there all day, which uh, the morning piece is like the educational piece and, and the rest of it is for the childcare for the parents that work. Yeah. And then we have classrooms that are just the Head Start piece only. Okay. Um, so we've definitely seen a lot more children that need a little bit more extra support, especially in those, in those early, uh, in the classrooms that just are part day. Okay. Um, because they are learning how you know, to play with other kids now because they haven't, they've been so sheltered, unfortunately, yep. due to COVID. So. A lot of adults have forgotten how to absolutely. work together too. So we're <laughs> yeah. challenging yeah. if you're a child too. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, I totally understand that. So um, I saw on the website something about parents can get involved in this process. What are some examples of that and, and what would that entail? And that question for Right, well, right. as far as a teacher, we meet with the, the parents four times a year, um, mm -hmm. two of them are at home and two of them are at the school. So, I mean, that alone is an involvement with, mm -hmm. with, uh, with the parents. And then we do school-to-home activities every month, which mm -hmm. is kind of making that connection. And then MUMTES is involved in a couple of other ways. Yep, like a policy council where the parent involved in the program development or every kind of that detail meeting once a, once a month, uh, yeah, every once a month we do the meeting mm -hmm. where the parents and the community action program has that yep. people get along and then have a conference about everything, like budget and the transition, whatever topic we brought it out to explore as a new topic or just the existing one to be reviewed. So, because there's so many existing concerns, even when childcare is figured out, that these families still have maybe multiple jobs that they're dealing with and family issues, transportation. Yeah. How does the transportation work for for this, in general, for this program? Is there busing? Is it drop off, pick up? Yeah, it's drop off and pick up by yeah. the parents. Unfortunately, yeah. um, you know, years ago we had a bus, yeah. it, and it was fantastic, but it was 
there was a lot of complications with that. So, um, you know, eventually maybe it'll come back to the program, but it is, it is still definitely. Does. But we have a yeah. lot of families that live close and they'll, they'll the carpool and, and yeah, yeah. Do, they work a lot together to get, to figure out how to get the kids there so they can have As a com school time. community yeah. working together. Yep. To, and our yeah. home visitors and, and um, family service workers will help them set that up. I mean, they're really our connection to the communities. And they'll, if they have a parent that comes in that needs transportation, they'll help them get their car fixed. They'll help try to find them, you know, all the resources they can. It sounds and, like very close-knit, everyone cares for each other yes. and looks yeah. out for each other, which is super important. And, and there's, you know, that sometimes isn't always the case in our community mm -hmm. that people slip between the cracks yeah. or we don't check on our neighbor. I think that's happening more and more. Mm -hmm. So that's refreshing to hear that everyone's looking out for each other. Yeah. That's great. So where you've mentioned multiple centers, where are the, there's five different ones, is that correct? Where are the different centers located? So we have our one in Concord, and yep. we do have um, another one. That one in Laconia, yeah. yep. one in Wana, and uh, one in Bisfield, and the last one is the Eastman in Concord. Okay, gotcha. Did you so. say Franklin? Oh, Franklin. Franklin. Too. Oh, in Franklin, okay. Yes, Franklin. Good, Good. can't yeah. forget about Franklin. We got to oh, remember yeah. Franklin, yeah. too. Yes. So, yeah, so there's two sites in Concord. They're, the second site, where they're over at Eastman. It's mm -hmm. been a little bit of a struggle, but yep. hopefully we're going to get... Um, you know, some qualified teachers are there. and So off camera, we had talked about the need for hiring good educators and, and staff and how there is a need. Head Start's hiring, right? Yes, yeah. yes. We're always looking for quality teachers and there's so many pieces to the program that there were always, there's always a need for someone in different positions. And, um, right, and from what you've described, it sounds like a great organization to work for. It sounds like very caring community members as part of your school community. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, do you have to be a resident of the school, like the Franklin School? Do you have to live in Franklin? Or if you're in a town over, if that's your closest, do you have to be a resident? Or I always throw a curve. That, that's good. Um, I, I don't... I don't believe you have to be a resident. Um, I know with our childcare classrooms, we have um, we have families that do live in and that work in Concord that do come from other towns. Yep. Um, it's I believe they try to service everybody they can. Okay. So yeah, um, it's always such an interesting like the days are gone where most people don't work and live in the same town. Right. You know, a lot of people around Concord TV, we even we're commuters in from other towns and things yep. like that. So. Um, you don't, yeah. it's important that you're not, sometimes you're coming from a town over. Yes, still, yes. You know. So, yes, we, I mean, they try to, they try to get every child in as, as much as we can. But like we said there, you know, there is a teacher shortage nationally and we're feeling it in Concord. Um, when we first came back from COVID, we had five classrooms closed. Now we're down to two. So yep. that's very encouraging. Um, yeah. And hopefully we'll, I mean, we have, we have the families that need the help and the, children that yep. need to be, you know, so they can get yep. their head start. To and, get a good education. Yeah. And it's such an important field. I know it's obviously very difficult. We see day in, day out, we're based out of Concord High School, and we see the time and effort and passion the high school teachers mm -hmm. put in. I've got family members, you know, used to be a preschool teacher, current fifth grade teacher. I've seen that, that it's, it's, a, it's a difficult, you do it because you care about the kids. You do it because that's what you're passionate about. Yeah. And so I, I'm hoping that we as a community can continue to support educators and it's a valuable position. Um, Absolutely. And role in our society. So yeah. um, 
Is there anything that I forgot to mention about this really important program? Um, and I appreciate both of you coming in here. Is there anything that we missed or something you wanted to say to, to our audience just about the program and, and why it means so much to you? I personally wanted to repeat that as a newcomer, I benefit a lot of this, you know, a lot from this, com this program. And as a parent's involvement, like Chris said, we need a quality teacher. So there are some position as a like teacher assistant, which doesn't need the teaching degree. Yeah. You just need to have certain amount of the course or certain amount of the quality to be assisting a teacher having yeah. a, an extra adult in their classroom, something that happened with their parents visiting in the classroom, mm -hmm. or like family member involved in the classroom mm -hmm. to have fun with the kids, or, and also school class, uh, school have a lot of events for the family involvement like we do the literacy night, and then what is called the Wonderful Women Day with the okay. kids and mom, and one yeah. the the uh, ex what guy, excellent guys, or something Great like guys. that. Yeah. yeah, the father oh. or male, male in the family involved yeah. do the activities, being home or being uh, come awesome. to the school, and also we do some family yeah. dinner together kind of thingy. Okay. Like you know, that is a lot of fun for our kid to see it. Especially like, you know, I came from a big family yep. and I'm here alone with my two kids so that my kids really that, that never know what does it look like to be in a, this kind of setting. Yep. So has that gave me that chance to bring in my kids and get involved with Vicina going crazy, <laughs> mac and cheese, everything. Yeah. Well, that's amazing testimony for the, the value of Head Start and, and everything that you've said throughout the program. Chris, is there anything else you wanted to wrap us up on that we may have missed through the, the show? Well, I guess there's just a couple other points. Um, and I know I did talk about uh, families that live at the poverty guideline, but we also work a lot with homeless families yep. and getting them, okay. you know, they had getting them into this program, supporting them so they can find jobs if they, in our we work with resources to you know to help them with what they need um, and foster families we also work a lot with foster families um, but also just resources from the community we do partnership with the community so much and over the past we've had uh, like donations of snow gear and just so any resource out there that is grilled yeah just to make that snow connection blanket. winter blanket um, yep it's fantastic blankets, yeah. it's fantastic yep. to work with the community Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's been a huge help to our families. Yeah, we have to do it together. Yes. And I know, you know, we're very Concord Central here, but we've seen that, that there's a strong culture of supporting and, um, but we definitely, we need more people to care and to support mm -hmm. and to help. Um, sometimes it feels like in Concord, sometimes there's a few people doing a lot of work. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get more people to help out. And so maybe more people could give some donations to you guys or help yeah. out in other ways. We'd love to see that. Yeah. So with that, um, I'd like to thank both of you for coming in. This was Chris Parker and Mumtaz Gazelle, uh, both who are involved with the Community Action Programs Head Start and Early Head Start. So we'll have the information on the screen. Please make sure that you take a look, that you consider being involved. So again, thank you for tuning into the program. We'll be back for another Community Conversations soon. <laughs>